Amen. And welcome to today's official um, first radio segment of Survivors Radio. And before we begin, I want to truly thank each one of you that have listened to uh, the Christmas concert that was done by me last month. Um, it's a blessing to be able to have your support. Amen. Now, today marks the very first official segment of Survivors Radio, and I've been anticipating this moment. And right before I was scheduled to come on at 1, um, the enemy tried to attack me. Glory to God. But, you know, in this new season, we're going to have to have a nevertheless. Amen. Nevertheless, I'm going to keep on going. And I'm going to step out on my faith and exercise my faith. Glory to God. So I thank you for tuning in. I don't know where you are today. You may be at work. You may be at home. You may be on the go. But I thank you guys for tuning in today. And if you don't tune in today, then hopefully somewhere along the line you find this show in the archives. Uh, do a search on the internet and this show pops up for those that need it. Glory to God, because we all need it. We all need God, you know, and I had to find that out um, at different intervals of my life, regardless of where I was, that I needed God. And um, years ago, there was a prophet at our church that would prophesy. Um, and one thing I remember him quoting from, you know, Proverbs, the third chapter. <laughs> I should know it by heart. Um, and you probably know it by heart, too. You probably read it. You probably seen it. You probably, um, you know, heard it. And definitely in these troubling times, we need it, you know. Um, and we need to remind ourselves constantly. Okay. And it says, Proverbs 3, 5 through 8. But we're going to go to, to, to 7 and stop. We're going to go to Proverbs 3, 5 through 7. Which says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. And he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. So he quoted that to me. It's back in my I want to say 20s. It was like a few years after um, my daughter was born. My daughter was born April 5th, 2003. So I say probably about a year or two or three later. You know, this was one thing that he told me. And then after he quoted this passage of scripture to me, he told me, he said that, you know, what you're getting ready to go through is going to take a whole lot of faith. <laughs> so, um, 
you know, that didn't resonate with me then. And at that time, you know, I wanted to, you know, do like the average, you know, have a quick blessing, you know, um, the things that I wanted, you know, I wanted it to be quick and I wanted it to be instant. And, you know, that's where a lot of people are in life. You know, they, they go to God and, you know, they, they pray for things and, you know, in expectancy, you know, and then believe that it's going to happen instantly. And we know that God is an instantaneous God and you may have experienced miracles and, you know, various things that the Lord has did for you instant. But how many of you know that there are a lot of things that God tells us to wait? <laughs> so that's where I found myself in a place of, of waiting on God. And um, of course, you know, there were blessings here and there. But, you know, a lot of times we get impatient and waiting on God and we feel like we're missing something. That's the natural human reaction. But God has to let us know through circumstances that waiting is also, amen, um, a process to walking with God. Glory to God. And we find that in Isaiah um, 40 and verse 31. And you probably quoted it a lot in your own life. Read it, quoted it, heard it. <laughs> so Isaiah 40 and verse 31. It says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles, and they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. So we have to learn on this journey also that waiting is a process. But look what happens in your process of waiting. Amen. Those that wait on the Lord get what? Renewed strength. They shall also mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Glory to God. So this is basically where I found myself in the early part of my life. And um, I had waited uh, for years, really, before I had got into um, another committed relationship, you know, really and truly. Um, I had went to God in 2006 and prayed. Amen. Um, and then God revealed to me, this was in 2006, um, he revealed to me Romans 12, 1-2, um, which says, I beseech you therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. By the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. And then, you know, um, uh, when I really didn't get the reality of it, he gave me Philippians 2 and 5.
And mind you, I was in the circumstances where I had to trust God. I had to wait. I had, you know, no understanding other than the fact that I know that God had me where he wanted me at that given time. And so he uh, gave me Philippians 2 and 5, which says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Thank you, God. Six, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Seven, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in likeness of man. Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Thank you, Lord. And being found, eight says, in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. Look at this, y'all. And became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. So the Lord was letting me know, this is the posture that I'm calling you to. This is the posture that I have called you to. Amen. You know, not just for this season in your life, but for every day of your life. And in understanding that, I didn't mean that the devil didn't come. Amen. You know, we listen to the prosperity gospel because during this time, I was an avid uh, TVN fan. We're a network fan, but I mostly watch TVN. And, you know, at this time, I was switching back and forth between the Word Network and TBN. And I'm not down in those networks. So, but it was a lot of ministers that I had started favoring. <laughs> and I would listen because, you know, that part of me still wasn't totally crucified. And I wanted an instant blessing. And, you know, um, so I started listening to Word of Faith and I started, you know, pretty much getting into that, you know. Um, and um, needless to say, you know, it's still in all, God had me to realize that I had to still have the mind of Christ. You know, we go to God and we ask for things and we still have to have the mind of Christ in the midst of asking for these things. The mind of Christ to humble ourselves, the mind of Christ, amen, to, be, to become obedient, even unto death. Realizing that we have to deny ourselves to take up our cross to follow Christ. Glory to God and realize that God knows what we need before he even acts. Before we even act, rather. Sorry. Before we even act. But the Bible says to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. And we have to get this. As our Savior humbled himself. He didn't have his own will. He didn't come to the earth to do his own will, but the will of the Father that has sent him. Glory to God. So he became obedient, and that's what he wants out of us, to become obedient. Even when he says no to what your requests are at that given time. Not that those things, amen, are not good. 
But at the time in your life, it may not be good for where he has you in your process of development. See, we don't think about these things until, you know, sometimes we get into a clearing moment where we reflect over our lives and we see, amen, I understand now why I didn't get that house when I wanted it, that car when I wanted it, that spouse when I wanted it, or that job, amen. Now I see and understand that is spiritual character that is more important than grasping things in my hand. Hallelujah, Jesus, because the Lord has to mature me to be able to handle the blessings when they come. A lot of times we want the blessings, but we don't want the maturity that comes with it. <sighs> Thank you, Lord. So, your testimony, this is what we're getting ready to get into for today because you see the title. Your testimony is your testimony. Don't change your story. It is your story. No matter how painful it is, it's your story. It's your testimony. And it needs to be shared with the world. Revelation 12 and 11 says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. Let us go to break. Amen. We are back from our break. Um, and we're doing our segment entitled, It's My Story and I'm Sticking to It. So as we we stated before the break, Revelation 12 and 11 says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of their testimony. Hmm. And they love not their lives unto the death. Glory to God. So look at that. They love not their lives unto death. My friend and I did a radio seminar years ago. And it was entitled, What is your Jesus testimony? Hmm. <laughs> what is your Jesus testimony? Remember? Saul had a Damascus Road experience where he came into contact with the true Savior. Previously, he thought that he knew Jesus. Remember when I told you about Romans 12, 1 and 2, and the Lord gave me that? So I think about that with me at that time in my life. It was a head knowledge of who God was. I mean, I really hadn't experienced uh you know a mind transformation renewing my mind you know i didn't know or understanding any of that hadn't read that you know and then the lord had to highlight that for me and that was my very first time seeing that so um previously he thought that he knew jesus and some people's problem is that they think that they know Jesus because they know theology and the formality of church. But to know Jesus is different than knowing about Jesus. 
Hallelujah to you. And I think that is what we struggle with the most in our lives. It's the character of God. That's why the process, y'all, cannot be so swiftly. Amen. And we are daily being conformed to the image of Christ. You know, daily he is perfecting those things that 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 concerns us. And a lot of people want to tell you that it's about a spiritual blessing that you can hold in your hand. But really and truly, God is developing our character. And a part of that process during our character development is so that we can understand the character and the nature of Christ. But if you want blessings right now and instantaneous things, then we miss the process of maturity, of maturing. And understanding the nature of who God is, which is supposed to be a beautiful experience in our waiting time. It gives us time to really know who God is. Like I said, I had, you know, didn't understand Romans 12, 1 and 2, had never read it, but I had got rebaptized in 2005. Amen but still didn't understand glory to god spirit-filled individual but still didn't understand that i had to renew my mind that i had to humble myself just as christ humbled himself and became obedient even to the death of the cross and the fact that you know he came not to do amen his own will but the will of the father that sent him so Previously, he thought, you know, previously Saul thought he knew Jesus. And some people's problem is that they think that they know Jesus because they know theology. They know formality. They know church. You ask the average Christian, amen, about their personal life with, with the Lord. They somehow attribute it just to what they do inside of a church. Amen. What role that they play? I'm a preacher. All right. I'm a singer, or I'm a deacon, or I'm this and I'm that. Amen. That's not associating ourselves with Christ just because of what we can do in the formality of, of who we are. But do we know him personally? So to know Jesus is different than knowing about Jesus. In this segment today, you know, does not exist to tell my own story so sorry but the truth is there are many testimonies of my life in the portal which i'm going to leave the link jesus survivors thrive which that's a personal portal but it's a hub for people that you know want to share their stories and share it in transparency and share it for you know not just to the whole entire world but for people that it can help that is what my aim and my goal is. It's to, you know, just not out, be out here just to doing to, to be doing something, but to know that I am doing it for the people that needs it. And then offering a safe haven so that others can likewise do the same thing. Because sometimes we are sharing our stories and it alarms me when people did ridicule, Amen. A story that is designed to help people, a story that's designed to help draw people to Christ. So we got to be use wisdom 
and not cast our pearls before swine. Amen. But at the same time, we need to know that we, uh, there is a, 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 a crowd of people that needs to hear our story. So I made it exclusive. So the, the portal, Jesus of all the strides, is for those that are truthful about what the devil have tried to do to them. Why I titled this saying this is because some people will try and change their story. Why would you try and change your story? Don't change your testimony and don't be ashamed of where Jesus brought you from. Tell the truth and nothing but the truth. A lot of times we try to take out of our story because of whatever reason. But your story is your story. Your story matters to God. Every detail of your story matters to God. Amen. And therefore, amen, every detail of your story is going to help somebody else. Amen. That may need that. They may need just that little one element. Amen. And they could connect with it because they are also going through that. And when you tell them that you have overcame and you came out of what you're in, that could give them the hope and reassurance that they could come likewise come out of what they're in. So don't be ashamed of where Jesus brought you from. Tell the truth and nothing but the truth. So yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. Glory to God, a true Christian with a true testimony. Hallelujah, Jesus. And, and suffering. If we see it through the eyes of Christ and we're suffering for righteousness sake and we're suffering, amen, for the cause of Christ, it's a beautiful thing. Don't let the world tell you that it's something wrong with suffering and make you feel useless and dirty and insignificant because of suffering. And that's why a lot of people are in their lives. They are afraid and ashamed of suffering. But if you're suffering for Christ, the Bible says, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. Glory to God. Give glory to God. Take pride in these things. Glorify God that you are counted worthy to suffer for the cause of Christ. Amen. Many that have a testimony. Well, the you know, the believers that have a testimony. Amen. This is what we are overcoming with. And in that, in that story is a, a, a story of suffering. May not be the same thing. But in some form or fashion, there is a level of suffering that we in, we can all, amen, relate to that has caused us to be able to do what? Identify with Christ. Most of you came to Christ based on the hell that you went through. I did. That the Lord rescued you out of. Most of you came to Christ based on the hell that you went through that the Lord rescued you out of. And it's a blessing to be a true believer in Christ. 2 Corinthians 3 and 17 says, Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. 
There is freedom in Christ Jesus. You are not what you came out of. Glory to God. If you are still breathing, there is hope. No matter where you are in your journey of recovery, remember your journey is your own. Don't let anyone else give you a timeline of how and when you should heal. There are so many of us that are allowing people to put their two cents in our story where it does not belong. You know, you have people that just, you know, uh, feel like it's their job or their business to walk up to tell you, hey, man, you have to forgive or, you know, you should get over it. And these sorts of things should never be said. Amen. Unless we understand the level and the capacity of where people are. Of course, we know what, what the Bible says about forgiveness. But all of this is a process. God has to heal the heart through our process of waiting on him. Glory to God. God has to bring us to that place. Amen. Where, amen, it doesn't hurt anymore. And we don't struggle with forgiveness. Glory to God. You can't walk up to a person and say you should be over this by now. Glory to God. God only knows what that person has to go through to be brought to the process. Amen. Of of overcoming, of healing. Amen. Of forgiveness. Glory to God. It's a process. And the Lord will help us to process through it. you have to stand up you you know you have to stand up on your story and realize that it is for you to tell and you alone and many of you don't know i am a domestic abuse survivor an overcomer of cancer and also hyperthyroidism and I was going through those things while I was going through domestic violence. I didn't know about the cancer cells until after I had my surgery in March of 2020. But I had a 24 centimeter tumor in my stomach, which, you know, only grew big, bigger um, since 2016. It was uh, 20 centimeters when they first measured it back in 2016. But because I had hyperthyroidism and I struggled with that and they wanted to see um, what's the medication for hyperthyroidism going to work first before finally killing the organ with uh, radioactive iodine treatment. So... um, from 2016 up until last year, um, it had grew to 24 centimeters. So I didn't know about the cancer cells until after I had my surgery in March through the well, pathology report. And then the doctors, you know, you know, she went over the um, the findings with me and. Of course, it was a shock to me to find that find it out. So, um, the faithfulness of God has proven to me that He was and is still a keeper. And no matter what it looks like today, God is a keeper. Psalm one twenty one and verse four says, "Behold, he that keep Israel 
shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord sees all and he knows all. So realize today that God is vindicating his true bride. Yes, it's your story. You are owning it, but you don't vindicate yourself. You can't vindicate yourself like God did. It is God's word that tells us clearly that vengeance is mine and I will repay. Glory to God. God will vindicate his people. And the word of God says in Psalm 37 and verse 6, And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Glory to God. What better, amen, way to, 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 to uh, be reassured that in the fact that God will do these things. God will bring just, justice forth. Glory to God. And then God will allow, hallelujah, Jesus, your righteousness, amen. He will bring forth your righteousness, amen, as the noonday. Hallelujah, Jesus. God will do these things for his people. Jeremiah 51 and 10 says, The Lord has brought forth our vindication. Come, let us tell in Zion what the Lord our God has accomplished. So when God brings that righteousness forth as the noonday, then everybody can glorify God for what he has done. The Lord sees all, he knows all. So realize today that God is vindicating his true, his true bride. And yes, it's your story. You are owning it, but you can't vindicate yourself. And it pays off to let God handle vindication. Everybody shall see it, you guys. Hallelujah, Jesus, when God does it. Scripture also tells us in Isaiah 40 and 5. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. We're going to close on this. Hallelujah. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for where you are bringing us today, where you have brought us. Hallelujah, God. Thank you for vindicating us, God. Thank you, Father God, for, hallelujah, healing us, delivering us, and restoring us in this new season. Hallelujah, where we walk into our promised land of victory. Hallelujah. Until the next segment, you guys stay encouraged. <laughs>